Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We are live, coast to coast, bowl to boulder on iHeartRadio. Also, AMFM247.com. We are going to go to our next guest here in just a few seconds. He is going to join us live on the old Skips game. Is he going to join us on Skips game? I don't know. Roger Colley is going to be with us. Let's go to the old skip and see if we can find Mr. Collie, who is going to be with us. He has a brand new phone number, so I am going to dial that number right now and get him in here. Oh, that's not till 15 minutes from now. Look at that. Hello. Hello, Roger. How are you? It's James Lowe calling you for your interview. James, How are you? Hi, hi, James. I'm quite fine. Thank you. <laughs> well, welcome back to the uh, to the big broadcast. We've got Roger Colley with us today. He's got a brand new book, and uh, it is the last in his trilogy. Tell us a little bit about your brand new book here, my friend. Yeah, you know, James, the first two books were about issues of national importance. The first book was about global warming. I tried to make a, a point there. The second book, ironically, was about an attack on America that included a modified Ebola virus. And the whole point that I tried to get across to Congress was America is not prepared for a pandemic. Now, isn't that ironic? That's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that was five years ago. I, I did write a movie script. There are a few producers that liked it, but unfortunately, it never got made into a movie. Uh, that would have helped. But this book is uh, not an action thriller like the first two. This book is meant to be inspirational. I was a, a, a trustee for 15 years of a very famous children's hospital in Philadelphia. And it really bothered me to, to see all these kids coming in dead and shot uh, week after week after week. And you hear about what's going on in Chicago. Uh, and, and those things really bother me. And so this book is meant to find ways that eventually we can find better ways to resolve unending conflict without resorting to violent behavior. That's the theme of this book, and that's the message I want to spread. Roger Colley. So, uh, in this book, yes. uh, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just letting people know we've got Roger Colley with us today. So, so your book here, uh, is this story an action thriller like the first two novels in your trilogy? If not, no, what's the genre no, here, my man? We're meant to be inspirational. Yeah, it's meant to be inspirational. Uh, the main character uh, goes through a lot, and, and then at the end, she does come up with ways that hopefully... Uh, eventually can find better better means to ways to resolve uh, violence and that's the inspiration that i tried to achieve in this particular book roger collie with us today so wh wh where does the story take place my friend well it's funny there i have a fantastic photograph on the front cover of one of the only freestanding mountains in the state of colorado it's 20 minutes from aspen it's called uh, mount sopras was named after a 
a uh, general that went there over 100 years ago looking for gold. He didn't find gold, but he did explore this mountain in the area. And it's a Twin Peak mountain, and it's unbelievable. Both peaks are exactly 12,950 feet high elevation. And it's one of the most photographed mountains in the United States. And, and the reason why it's called Sopras, and I have this photograph, is uh, because this is where my main character goes at the end. She's not, she's not Moses or Muhammad that goes to the top of the mountain and is spoken to by God. But th- she does find answers up there on the top of this mountain at the end. And so that's where, that's where it takes place, in Basalt, Carbondale, these little towns uh, right outside of Aspen, next to that mountain. We have got a tremendous guest with us today. He joins us live here in our big broadcast. Coast to coast, to border to border, nation to nation today. We've got Roger Colley with us here in our big program. And uh, so, so Roger, uh, take me through the writing process for this incredible book. Yeah, um, there's, a, there's a, a character from the second novel who's a, uh, an assassin. In that attack on America, 9-11, 2021, uh, there were six assassins sent to the United States, and five are male and one's female. The female's the only one that survives. And then she's really conflicted as to, she grew up in Afghanistan among the Taliban. Her family was mistreated. She wanted to get away from that violence. And, and so my process in writing this was to try to follow this character to she tries to find out, James, why, why was the Taliban so bad that she wanted to be so good? She did find peace on an island uh, right off the coast of, of uh, India, but then she was brainwashed. She was brainwashed into becoming an assassin and helping this attack on America. And as a survivor from all that, she is a slight heroine at the end of the second novel, and so she's conflicted. Uh, she's not sure if she's going to get a pardon for what she achieved at the end, where the military wants to uh, really put her away as a, a, a foreign terrorist. So she's conflicted, but she escapes. She escapes her captors, and she finds this mountain area. And she uses a different name out there, and she, she tries to find the answers as to why some people are good, why some are bad. You know, it's an old-age question, James, good and evil, right? So the process in running this was to say, what, what is she learning here? Uh, she... she decides to study the seven major religions. And she finds out that those seven major religions were all founded within a a, a slight period of only 3,000 years. This is really amazing. Because we human, James, with this big brain, are about 200,000 years old. But these seven religions all took place and were formed in just 3,000 years. And the main reason they were formed, she finds out, was because man was basically disorderly, and these religions work to find ways to create order out of disorderly men. And then she goes beyond that. She starts to discover uh, ancient civilizations, uh, the Incas over here in our hemisphere, the Incas. Oh, my gosh, this goes back uh, a couple, couple thousand years before uh, Jesus, even when these great civilizations started, the Mayans, the Incas, the Aztecs. She just, uh, su- uh, studies the uh, Persian Empire, the Greeks the Roman Empire, and she goes through all these civilizations, and she's again trying to find out what creates good, what creates evil. And then she goes to the philosophers. So she just studies all the major philosophers and scientists, and she, you know, find a, find a way 
to understand what creates good, what creates evil. And it's really interesting. So she learns a lot. She's like a student here for a couple of years. <laughs> so that's how I wrote the book is I had to go back and study all these religions myself. I had to look up all these philosophers and scientists. And uh, if nothing else, James, I really learned a lot. <laughs> I learned a lot about human nature. And the main point is that conflict is unending. We've always had conflict. Look, look at the uh, – between any two people, 50% uh, of marriages end up in divorce. So you have conflict. You have conflict in business organizations. You have conflict in politics. You have conflict between nations. And there's some 45 books written on ways to resolve conflict, but it's mostly for professionals, diplomats, businesses. Uh, but there's very little conflict resolution going on when it comes to violence. And, and that's what this book is all about. That's the motive. It is, and Roger. By the way, yes, go ahead, Roger. James, James, in case anybody is really interested in the follow-up, because you can learn a lot in reading this book, I have a new website, an updated website. It's very simple. It's rogercolley.com. <laughs> rogercolley.com. There we go. Roger Colley with us today. He is the author uh, joining us today here on our big program. And uh, so what do you want readers to take away from your writing of this great book, Roger? Okay, what I want them to take away is a better understanding of how we behave. Uh, it ends up at the very end, uh, quoting a, a lot from a neuroscientist. He's probably the number one guy in the United States. He's got several books out. His name is Robert Sapolsky out of Stanford. And he tells us how we're all different. James, you and I uh, have different experiences in our brain that controls behavior from the time where we're in the womb, that, you know, depending upon what our, what our mother eats and what she's exposed to from when we're little kids, then what teachers and what kids we're exposed to, and then in what environmental factors we're exposed to. And it ends up with our 2 billion neurons that we have in our brain. Everybody has a different number of neurons. Uh, the the uh, neurotransmitters that transmit messages are different from you and me. Uh, hormones are different, and they change over time, and they're affected by environmental factors. So what you take away from this is an understanding of how we're all different and why there is conflict. Uh, you go back those uh, couple hundred thousand years before civilization, uh, we were like an, the other mammals. We could, we could be cooperative and altruistic when that was to our advantage. Or we could be competitive and ag aggressive when we had to be, including violence. If you're protecting your food supply or your mate, uh, you, you could be quite violent if someone's trying to take that away from you. So that's built into our genes. And this guy, Sapolsky, really gets into all that. And at the end of his book, he's basically saying, I hope we evolve further and, 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 and learn to be less aggressive in our behavior. But he doesn't come up with specific ways as to how to do that. So what I'd like the reader to do is say, hey, this guy puts together here about 10 ideas at the end of the book, and, and that would be the purpose of reading the book. What are these 10 ideas, and could someone eventually pull that off? You know, there were 100 million people killed in the last century in wars, 100 million. Today, there are 400,000 people killed per year in violent incidents around the world. And... Uh, the United States is about 5% of that. So you see it going on all the time. And, and that's, the, that's the main feature of this book are the ways that we can begin to reduce that violence. We're going to have conflict, 
but are there ways that we can reduce uh, preventing that, that conflict from moving into a violent behavior? Absolutely. Lofty, huh? <laughs> go, go, go ahead, my friend. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I don't want to uh, reveal uh, what this Afghan girl comes up with at the end, because otherwise, um, no, no reason to buy the book. <laughs> but she does come up with 10 ways. She has a very influential person. You find out at the end of the book who this influential person is. Very influential. And uh, these ideas, are, a lot of them are for the future, but it, it would involve all kinds of violence between nations, uh, civil wars, uh, international in scope, and then coming down to gangs. We've got international gangs. We have local gangs. We've got drug gangs. We've got street gangs in our major cities. Then it c comes down to uh, individuals. You know, you've heard the stories and the mass shootings in the United States just in the last four years. There have been a dozen shootings in the United States that have killed more than 10 people. And, and the perpetrators are of all ages, from you know, 18, the guy that had the highest number of kills was the guy that shot out the window in Las Vegas a couple of years ago. He shot, like, killed 64 people. He was 64 years old. And uh, there, there are ways to study what was behind that behavior of these shooters, and there are some common themes there. But I don't see any politicians following up on that. And, and yet I, I just am optimistic that we can find better ways. And this Afghan girl does come up with, with ways that hopefully someday uh, our leaders and our politicians and our leaders in this country can uh, put into uh, in effect. So it's a little idealistic here, but it's worthwhile in my view. <laughs> oh, Roger, I appreciate you making time for us today. Before we let you go, how do we find you online? Yeah, uh, the, the RogerColley.com is uh, my old website. I updated it. It's very simple, R-O-G-E-R-C-O-L-L-E-Y, RogerColley.com. It's got a little outline of all three books in this trilogy, and it's how you can uh, purchase the book, Amazon, and the publisher, uh, Barnes & Noble Online. And, and that's how you can get a hold of this book. And it's a beautiful photograph on the front of this book. It's uh, very impressive. I went to the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania, and uh, I, I sent it down to them, and in the winter issue, they were going to put a cover on this book inside their magazine, uh, which goes to a lot of influential people. The Wharton School uh, has a lot of great graduates, and um, it's going to have a little write-up about the book, and it'll have a picture on, of the of front cover will be in that magazine. So right now, I'm just starting with you, James. It's the first radio appearance that I've, that I've done since the book is just out. And uh, I hope to uh, get this word out to more people. That's my goal. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. We've got to move along, but thank you, my friend. Thank you, James. Nice to talk to you. Appreciate it. There he goes, Roger Colley. Love talking to Roger Colley. We've got more coming up on the other side. Mm -hmm. 